0: you're listening to the writing wall podcast and i'm your host stacy hawks every second and fourth saturday of the month i will be here at 6 p.m eastern standard time on anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast and many other platforms This podcast is designed for indie authors to have a platform to share their books, their poetry, and their stories. We also feature well-known and traditional writers that are from my home state of North Carolina, while also featuring local writers from my backyard right here in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of Allegheny County. You can connect with us on Twitter at The Writing Wall or on Instagram at writingsonthewall85. And grab our links there to our website so that you can keep up with what's happening with Our monthly newsletter. Newsletters go out the first of every month, and you can also sign up to follow us on the Wix app. Because everyone has a story, we want to hear yours. What is your story? and thank you for joining us for this special episode of the writing wall podcast we're here with our season five sponsor fellow indie author brian livingston of the habits of squirrels brian was born in marietta georgia and raised there he earned a ba in history at clemson university before setting off to through hike the appalachian trail Brian, thank you so much for being part of our season five and for also being our sponsor, which helps to support other indie authors that appear here. Of course. Share with listeners a little about yourself, where you're from, and the genre you write.
1: My name is Brian Livingston. I am writing out of Charleston, South Carolina. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. Went to Clemson University and then hiked the Appalachian Trail and went to Washington and Lee University School of Law where I met my wife and got my dog. My debut novel, The Habits of Squirrels, is heavily based on my Appalachian Trail through hike. I guess you would call it sort of a hiking adventure novel. And it follows the adventures of Gabe Jenkins, the retired mailman who decides to set out on sort of an epic through hike upon retirement retiring from the mail service
0: right away I was fascinated by your book's title I actually went to college where squirrels were our mascot and pretty much the town's mascot too <laughs> I went to Brevard College in Brevard so we have white squirrels are all around share with listeners what your book is about and how the title came to be
1: yeah, you know, as Gabe Jenkins walks through the woods, he does have several encounters with squirrels, and the characters around him have encounters with squirrels. They play a pretty large role in sort of driving the plot, which is weird to say aloud. And the title came around actually during editing. I got to that point without having a title, and I was using that book. I think it's White and Strunk's um, Book of Style or something along those lines. And it has a section about sort of saying, describing... I got possessives for an animal, something like that. And how you wouldn't say a squirrel's habits or squirrel's habits. You would say the habits of squirrels. And I was perusing that to sort of clean up my language and clean up my prose. And I came across that pretty late in the game it Was yeah, we, we have our title. We have a book that has a lot of squirrels and really features squirrels. And then we, uh, we have a great phrase to, to tag on it.
0: In. What inspired you to write this book?
1: I think like back maybe in third or fourth grade a teacher told me that i would written something well and that i should pursue a, a life in writing and that always sort of stuck with me i don't know that i ever really pursued it in high school and college other than the occasional creative writing course but it you know it was always sort of in the back of my mind and i always sort of had it on the back burner and then just, you, know, you go through something like the Appalachian Trail, which is a big transformative experience with a lot of things that you can sort of dig into and mine for a novel. And I found myself just, I had the time and I'd, I always wanted to do it. So I just sort of put my foot in the ground one day and started waking up early and staying up late and, and writing.
0: It's really amazing how addictive writing can be and storytelling can be. And once we sit down and we get that story hammered out, you know, we find it really hard to step away sometimes. And when we are away, we're thinking about that book or the characters in the book and what's next for them.
1: You just get to be attached to the characters and enjoy spending time with them and sort of figuring out what they're up to and what they're doing. And it's, I mean, it's really satisfying to sort of dig in and learn more about them. Although that initial sort of awkward meet and greet phase can be kind of tedious. You got to spend a lot of time sort of groping in the darkness, which can be just miserable. But then once you actually figure out people and start writing in a voice that sort of sounds like them, it's really satisfying and it's really fun.
0: So what made you decide to hike the Appalachian Trail?
1: Uh, it, was, it was close to home. You know, growing up in Atlanta, I think the start's like an hour and a half. And then, yeah, you know, I had a brother-in-law that had hiked it prior to that, I think in 2005. So I had a resource and sort of learning more about it. And it had always been, sort of been on my radar. I think everybody growing up sort of in North Georgia is aware of it. You know, everybody sort of knows somebody that's at least attempted it. And it's you know this big romantic awesome journey through sort of the East Coast. I found myself with the time. I took a gap year between college and law school, and I um, I just decided that that was what I wanted to do. You know, it fit my budget. It's pretty inexpensive. You know, I was 23, so I thought I could handle sort of the physical aspects of it. And then it was just what I wanted to do. And sort of getting a better look at America, and then you know finding out more about myself through this kind of big journey quest through the wilderness.
0: The Habits of Squirrels itself is a fictional book, but it's obviously based on your experience hiking this trail. Why did you choose to make the book fictional versus non-fictional more biographical?
1: So, you know, I'd always wanted to write fiction. I just had always played around with characters and people that I wanted to, you know, hopefully spend more time with. Yeah, to be frank, I didn't know if my story, my personal story, would support sort of a memoir that'd be worth reading so i uh, you know uh, i chose fiction so i could sort of put some distance between myself and the characters i wouldn't have to go back and ask everybody that i hiked with like can i use you in my book and i'll change your name and do all that and just you know you use the events as a jumping off point and you kind of get to hit the truth harder you know you get to exaggerate stuff you get to kind of place stuff into a more narratively pleasing flow and really you know emphasize the aspects of the trail that meant a lot to me and you know, highlight sort of the transformation of it, even if you know, the specifics of Gabe Jenkins, the protagonist's journey, didn't exactly line up with what what was going on with me.
0: As with most stories, fictional or not fictional, there is some research that goes into books. How much research did you do for the Habits of Squirrels and was there something you found interesting or a fact that kind of stood out to you?
1: The, the core amount of the research was from just hiking the trail and getting out there and then revisiting other you know other literature other memoirs about the Appalachian Trail and just trying to get beyond what was personally my experience what other people saw out there what they experienced a lot of the frameworks for characters are pulled not only from people I met but from people other people met and just kind of use them as a jumping off point to you know launch into my world and then I did a lot of research you know uh there's the folk singer john prine who has since deceased who uh was a retired mailman so some of my research and i love doing this was just going back and listening to every sort of interview or anything i could get my hands on to try and sort of capture his tone and capture his thoughts on life and you know he was pretty open and talking about being a retired mailman or a uh, former mailman i should say and um Yeah, building on that character and just sort of seeing, you know, what if someone of, you know, John Prine's intelligence and creativity had never left the profession, what they would feel like about their life, you know, when they got to their late 50s or retirement age.
0: What have you found to be the easiest part of the self-publishing process and the hardest part of that process?
1: It's hard to describe anything as easy. The hardest part is probably in the promotion and the marketing and just sort of tying up the loose ends. I had had a real struggle with putting together like the barcode and finalizing the cover on all sides, be it spine, front or back. There's the little details you have to sort of tie up to make it look professional and look like somebody who knew what they were doing, went in and touched it. The easiest part, maybe sort of the final stages of editing. You know, like I, I hired a professional editor to help me out and just going back and forth with him and just I really enjoyed after all that time spent alone writing going back and conversing with someone especially someone who knew what they were doing and getting ideas and bouncing off ideas and then you know usually just within the conversation with him not only would I have that initial idea of like oh this is how we can fix this issue I could see all the steps into that and like create a whole new scene or redesign a a scene just as we were doing it and that was kind of like we talked about before just being that deep in the world and knowing everybody and knowing how the the Great Eastern Trail in the novel worked, and knowing how Gabe Jenkins would respond to different situations, and being able to to put that together much faster than sort of that initial mining experiment that is the beginning of a novel.
0: As I was reading The Habits of Squirrels, the Great Eastern Trail got brought up, and my understanding is that that's a real trail, correct?
1: There is a Great Eastern Trail. Mine is entirely fictional. And uh, it's one of those things I sort of earmarked to to change the name eventually. And then just, I never found anything I liked better. And it, it worked because there are multiple great trails in the universe of the Habits of Squirrels. So just calling each one, you know, the great, kind of allowed sort of a, ubiqu- uh, not a ubiquitous, just, you know, Great Eastern Trail, Great North- Northern Trail, Great Western Trail and all that. So it, uh, it just worked and uh, I decided to keep it despite the conf- confusion it might cause.
0: How long did it take you to publish The Habits of Squirrels?
1: Uh, I think I wrote it maybe for about three years, just sort of learning what I was doing. And then, you know, I did try and do traditional publishing, which takes a long time, even in an unsuccessful attempt. And uh, then once I decided to self-publish, probably six to eight months in sort of, you know, one and maybe six weeks trying to figure out what I was doing and figuring out the path and then, figure you know, getting the cover design and getting sort of a marketing and a release plan in place and then executing that plan.
0: Are any of your characters from this book based on real people or people that you know?
1: Yeah. So, you know, when I was first writing the novel and first sort of feeling everything out, a lot of the characters very closely resembled either people that I hiked with and spent some time with and then people, they're sort of trail legends that were out there that you kind of see maybe in the trail shelter logs kind of like a mongrel in the book and then you know like i said earlier you know people that i read about in other stories and you kind of pull from them and then since i you know since the novel took so long to write and since i spent so much time with everybody everybody kind of took on their own life so i think in their final form not you know there's a, a lot of you know a lot of differences between what I initially thought a character was going to be, and then how they finally turned out. And maybe there are some jumping off points or some frameworks sort of derived from the people I hiked with, you know, be it people who live on the trail, you know, strong-willed, hard-headed women, and then, just, you know, sort of the puddling men <laughs> that kind of limp up the trail, or just the sort of the reckless youths that are up there just to party and have a good time.
0: What other trails have you hiked, or are you planning to hike another trail?
1: I made, shortly after I hiked the Appalachian Trail, made an attempt on the rest of the Long Trail in Vermont. I think the Long Trail and the Appalachian Trail are the same for like 100 miles, and then the Long Trail kicks west, I guess west north to go up to Canada when the Appalachian Trail continues to New Hampshire and Maine. And so it's like 160 miles and me and some other Appalachian Trail through hikers made an attempt on that. We did not successfully complete it. But uh, in terms of other through hikes, I did the six foot trek in Australia, which was fun. Um, It's only, I think two or three nights and then you know i've dabbled on other trails i've done most of the foothills trail in south carolina but i don't think i've completed any of the other sort of major hikes certainly not the cdt or the pct although both would be on my radar you know if the schedule opened up and i could get my wife on board
0: what do you hope people take away after having read the habits of squirrels
1: i really tried to capture first and foremost just how much fun it was to be out there through hiking and how enjoyable each day was when you sort of wake up and your only goal is to go north, you know, when you're stripped of all your routines and your comforts and just sort of the stuff that accumulates during a life and you're out there and you're totally sort of on your own. There's nobody out there who knows you, you know, there's not all the things that you sort of rely on for day to day conversation, just how cleansing it could be and how liberating it could be to just kind of go and be yourself be it, you know, or maybe even just a different version of yourself, make different kind of jokes, have experiences, or get yourself into situations that you never thought you would get into, and just how transformative that can be, and then how it kind of sets you up for what comes next, and sort of rebuilding your life when you get back into, uh, I guess, the quote-unquote real world.
0: Are you working on another book, and if so, what can you share with listeners? Will this book also feature a hiking trail?
1: I am currently working on another book. It is not a—it's not a hiking trail. It's a—it's a swamp book. Ever since I was young, I've been really fascinated by alligators and the Okefenokee Swamp and just that whole part of the the country. We would make yearly trips down there, so I've—I've I've decided to sort of spend more time down there and sort of see where that goes.
0: What advice would you give to writers who are looking to publish?
1: That's a good question. For self-publishing, definitely get an editor. Pay someone else that has professional eyes to get put their eyes on your book and talk about it. Um, one, because it makes your book better and it, it highlights the weaknesses. It helps you turn a lot of things into strengths. And then on another level it's just really rewarding to talk about the book with someone who is trying to understand it and trying to root out what you were trying to put to the page and help you do that better. For uh, traditional publishing, man, I just, I went and listened to Stacey Willingham talk today, who published A Flicker in the Dark, which is very successful and is getting turned into an HBO show. And it was actually, I guess it's her first novel published, but it's not her first novel. And I think, you know, for the first novel, she reached out to 110 literary agents and for the second novel she started doing the same before she got anyone there. So for traditional publishing, just persistence and just staying on it and attention to detail and making sure that you're all, you're searching out each and every avenue to, to get there. It's a tough process.
0: So Brian, where can listeners follow you and find your book, The Habits of Squirrels?
1: So I am on Instagram at Brian Livingston Books. I'm on Twitter at Livingston Books. Facebook, author Brian Livingston. Uh, You can buy my book on my website, brianlivingstonbooks.com. You can buy it through, I think, maybe a dozen uh, independent bookstores maybe across the South, and then I think any independent bookstore with a website uh, through IndieBound.org, And then the more traditional places, if you want a Kindle or a, a book through Amazon, it's available on Amazon as well.
0: Brian, thank you so much for being part of our season five and again for sponsoring the Writing Wall podcast this season. It is greatly appreciated. I thoroughly enjoyed the Habits of Squirrels and encourage everyone to follow Brian Livingston on social media. Oh,
1: of course. Thank y'all for having me on and thank you for everything you do.
0: Thank you for tuning in this Wednesday evening for our special guest and Season 5 sponsor, Brian Livingston's story. Tune in for our season finale on Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with author Diana Stevan. And be sure to check out all of our Season 5 extras on Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Writing Wall. Because we all have a story, The Writing Wall podcast wants to hear yours. What is your story? Finished your book? Your beta readers have sent you their feedback? You're done with edits and now you're ready to take the next step: formatting good news you can find all your formatting and author service needs with suzanne Monet and her author services that are now available on fervor writers and authors can reach out to her for a quote at sgmanet at gmail.com or visit her website https colon forward slash forward slash forward slash author services follow suzanne on instagram and twitter too or drop by our website today because we all have a story the writing while blogging podcast wants to help you share yours Anytime I purchase a book, I always review, and if I really enjoy reading your work, rest assured it may be shared here on this podcast with my listeners and followers. Of course, I will do so with permission from the author or authors first. Please like, follow, and share this information with other writers, and if you ever need a writer's lift, visit me on social media. Thank you all again for being here for this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you and learning more about the stories you weave.